This episode is brought to you by Planet Broadcasting's 2018 partnership with Care Australia and Everyday Hero, supporting women and girls living in extreme poverty around the world. To donate to our campaign, visit planetbroadcasting.com or click on the link in the show notes below. Hello everyone, Mike Hal here. I have changed my voice algorithm. I hope you approve. The following episode, TOEFOP 199.5, is a clip show. Something, we hope, will give you a few laughs while we prepare for TOEFOP 200. In traditional TOEFOP fashion, we still have no idea what we are going to do for the 200th episode. I mean, to be fair, did anyone really expect this to go on for as long as it has already? We hope you enjoy these selection from the past as we scramble to come up with some more cool things for cool people in celebration of this momentous occasion. Hit it, Mr. Deeks. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. For a second, I forgot what the intro was. Oh, mate, because we were just talking footy for two minutes. <laughs> I know. So I was about, am I meant to be introducing this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we actually got to have, which we haven't got to have for a while. Well, we we had an unofficial, unrecorded two guys, one cup. Yeah. Basically, where we actually just got to talk about footy because we're not recording our footy what podcast pa- for a few days. When you ask what Patreon, what value Patreon is bringing to the Tofop listeners... It has afforded us the ability to remove that football conversation and put it somewhere else. Right, exactly. Because normally we would have talked about that on air. That would have been the first 10 minutes of the show. I mean, look, to be honest, we tried to start this podcast about 25 minutes ago, but we had some footy shit to get off the chest, (laughs) and now we're actually into this one. So I'm sure the only thing more boring for the people, Charlie, is uh, hearing us talk about how we were going to talk about football rather than... You know what we're like? We're like someone who was an alcoholic, but now they're in AA, and all they talk about is the fact that they could be drinking, but they're not. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, How good am I? Praise us. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, it's like it's been three minutes now. Okay, one minute that we haven't <laughs> talked about AFL football. What about that? Where's yeah. our chip? <laughs> I, uh, firstly, happy birthday! Thank you. It's your birthday. It's today. my birthday. It's my birthday. Okay, we have to buy the rights if you sing any more of that. Okay, I'm sorry. So, um, tell me, uh, have you done anything particular for your birthday today? What are you? Uh, Last weekend, yep. Splendor was. That was the agreement. That was your birthday weekend. That was so you did a weekend. pre-birthday. Yeah. So all the money that you'd normally spend on like presents or dinner or whatever was right. like, well, why don't we buy flights and tickets and, you know, see Go what to Splendor in the grass. We're not going to eat, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were spotted. You made, this is one of my favorite things because uh, people who listen to this podcast or to Fofop know that one of my favorite things in the entire world is the spotted yes. column in the newspaper where somebody will I like. I think that's my first spotted. I mean. And it was a good one too because it was. Oh no, there was uh, that one time. Remember, about three years ago, I was in Melbourne for the Melbourne Comedy Festival doing Good Friday Appeal, and we caught up. 
And then the next day, I was in the gossip pages. There's two different photos, same night, in the one page of the gossip I mean, column. That was a big. But well, you know what? You're rarely in Melbourne, Charlie, and they want to take advantage of you in their <laughs> gossip pages. Like, I mean, you can dominate. The I should have at least changed my shirt so it looked like they're two different events. No, that would have that, that, that would have looked like one of you. You were one of those people who went to different events yeah, and right. changed your shirt. Yeah, just oh, look at first. fucking Charlie Clawson. Yeah. Takes out two changes of outfits to go to his. You'd be the like the new Lara Bingle. Yeah, the male Bingle. Fuck, I'd love to. So you could say I could be an internet influencer? Oh. No, what are they called? Social media influencer. Social media influencer. Big mate. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, essentially, that's what 16 of the women on The Bachelor are. Yeah, but it's... It's fucking, like one of those great modern... fucking career, Well, though. for some people. For some people. If you're Selena Gomez. Yes. Selena Gomez can get... The, here you go. Here's a little fact for you. All right. uh, $500,000 per Instagram post. I know people who get six grand for an Instagram post, which yeah. is not bad... It's not Selena Gomez money, of course, but oh, that's for most Australians, that would be a living you could make. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd be posting a lot. I mean, I don't think it goes like that. I don't think you get six grand for each of them. No, Otherwise, no, 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 no. Selena Gomez would just give up show business yeah, exactly. and just go into Instagram posting. She just walks through a shopping center taking photos of things. I mean, with the just money... made $40 million To today. be honest, with the money you're making, she's not taking those photos. She's got a team of fucking young Bangladeshis in a factory somewhere taking Selena Gomez photos. So that you don't reckon she operates her own... Instagram? How well, the number one most viewed Instagram post of all time is yeah. a Selena Gomez post. It's not the... And it's uh, a Coke, I think, it's not sponsored. not the Super Selfie or what was the Ellen's one called? Super. No, no. The Instagram one, I think, is uh, Selena Gomez's and it's for Coke, I believe, but it's some right. sort of product that she's clearly... It's not... Any, That's the number one? Yeah. Wow, I would. I'll, I'll Google that. I'll Google it. I, maybe I'm that. Maybe that's a toe fox. So but. the photo of me and Junior on the couch from last week that didn't rank up there in the top social media post. No, Has, hasn't quite got there. I got offered five hundred dollars once for a tweet. Did you? Yeah, it was during uh, Australia playing New Zealand in rugby union, and they were asking people to tweet the Air, new Air New Zealand safety demo. So it would have been one of those things where you could have tweeted it. As if it was like, hey, look at no. this hilarious new Lord of the Rings safety demo they've done for Air New Zealand. But it was really like a sponsored, like a paid tweet. I was going to get $500. Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole business model for Tribe. Our mate Jules Lund has started a company called Tribe, which is basically connecting social media influencers to, uh, to people like marketers, I guess, or people who want to sell product. And the, his philosophy is that if you have more than 5,000 followers, you're an influencer. That's enough that you can find people who'd be willing for you to... Like, On anything. Well, it's what happens. What The way it works is, so you join up this app, yeah. Tribe, and each week or however, whatever the turnover is, advertisers come and say, hey, you know, this is our new beer or whatever. We'd like some photos of people out and about in, you know, nice destinations. You just enjoying yourself having a beer. And you can get paid up to blah, blah, blah. Though, right. Depending on your number of followers. So if you've got like 5,000, they may give you like $50. If you've got 20,000, they'll give you $200. So it's kind of, it's a way of, I guess it's like the Uber connecting social media influencers with advertisers. They don't act, they just, they're just the, uh, Tribe is the place that connects them. They should have called it Influber. <laughs> I mean, that would have been more catchy. I don't want to give him last minute advice. Sure, Tribe's pretty good. In Fluber. Hashtag my tribe. No, I like, I like tribe. That's good. Okay. Well, 
like th- well, does that mean we should be making some cash out of this? Well, if you we I got like five hundred thousand Twitter well, you, followers, well, you personally definitely I could make some sweet fucking coin. You definitely, could. I could come in. You could come in here next week, and I could just well, make it rain. Because I said to Jules, oh, I feel a bit funny about this. I said, you know, yeah. is it a bit gross, like posting stuff? And he said, okay, can I just grab your phone now? And so yeah. he went to my Instagram. He's like, you're wearing Ray Ban sunglasses. You're wearing Puma shorts. You're drinking a Sephora. You're giving free endorsement anyway. Yeah, like why not connect to someone who wants to pay you for it? And I was like, okay. So I tried it yeah, and I it was horrible because I didn't know. I found one that I thought, okay, this seems like this could be my life. Right. Donut time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, had, they've made a fortune off me free. Yeah, yeah. No, there's one that was for a dog walking service. It was okay. like, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a website or something that you go to and it connects dog minders and dog walkers. Yeah. And so they said, you know, send us a photo of like you and your dogs are just out and about and, you know, write something about. Corey Bernardi would hate this. He'd be like, well, next I'll be marrying their <laughs> yeah, dogs. Right we dogs. know what this is. Growler. Barker. <laughs> Growler. That's better. You're right. Growler, but no O. Yeah. <laughs> no, no E. It's Growler, but oh, no yes. E. Yeah, Growler. Yeah, Growler. Growler. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really hard Connecting. To... Is your dog a slut? <laughs> Well, you may have the app for you. It's an app. It's a strange gorilla. Yeah, it was. It was. That's right. It was just for beats. It was gay dog beats. <laughs> but you know where the beats were for the dogs. It's very hard to get dogs to fuck on cue. Ah, you, have you not been to that other website, Gay Beats by Dre? <laughs> it's like very popular. It's hey. mostly on the download, but it's very popular. Uh, yeah, so I just photographed. I was minding my brother's dogs at the time, so I had three dogs. So I just went to the park and took photos of them. But yeah. then I could not think. Up one like because you have to write a caption and it's like I don't know how you incorporate the dog walking yeah into subtle yeah with, without it I mean it doesn't have to be subtle that's not they're not asking for that but, you know they obviously want their hashtag or or their, their link to their site or whatever but I was just like I'm not very good at this so I submitted something right and didn't hear anything and then I saw Jules uh, in like a couple of months later and he's like have you tried it and I said oh yes yeah. I'm not really sure it's for me I I gave it a go but I wasn't very good at it and he's like oh yeah I saw your submission. <laughs> It was like, I actually wrote a very abusive post <laughs> saying I'd tell you that I was going to send back to you as a joke, but then I thought maybe that would make you feel too bad. You're technically something we've never discovered before, which is a social media de-influencer. <laughs> like that business went out, essentially what you do to TV shows, you've now done to that poor business. Yeah. You've put it down. I, I've looked up this article on... Uh, um, I, I'll put you over the influence. Uh, the Telegraph. Uh, the I guess that's the British newspaper, The okay. Telegraph, I'm going to say it is. From their technology pages, dated 17th of February 2016. So this is pretty up to date, a little bit out of date, but let's just go with this. Uh, and the title is 10 Most Popular Instagram Pictures. Okay. So uh, in number one place, uh, the first Instagram from founder Kevin... Seistrom was uploaded on July 16, 2010. The image of Seistrom's girlfriend's foot and a stray dog what? has had 49,000... No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no 50,000 likes to date. Okay, is that's cool? likes though. 50,000 likes. Right. I don't know how many views that is. I don't know how that works. Huh. Popular. I guess this is going on likes. Okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, Justin Bieber's family photo was the most liked Instagram back in 2011. Bieber went on to be the first star to get a million followers on Instagram and the first to reach a million likes on an Instagram video. Okay, so that's Bieber and a couple of babies, basically. That one's there. Okay. Uh, Is it bizarre that I, I, I have not heard or I cannot visualize the two photos you've 
talked about so far. Well, I mean, so I really you, am. Did you know them before? No. You, okay. I mean, I'm not good with photos. As you know, I've tried, in, I've tried Instagram a couple of times and I keep just trying it and then going, oh, this is not for me. This is just not for me. Why yeah. am I even pretending? I'm like, Instagram is a party that like, I'm like, I don't want to go to that party. Instagram <laughs> is the Logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like for years, I'm like, I'm not fucking going to the Logos. And then someone's like, you know what? You should try I it. think you'd have a good time if yeah, you went yeah. to the Logos. And then I go... And then I don't like it. Yeah. I like it for a bit. And then I'm like, this is the Do you like me. not even looking at other people's no, photos? No, yeah, not right. at all. I have no interest mm. in looking at other people's photos. No. But their words, yes. Their words. I love their yeah, words. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- I, see, this isn't a good ranking. I'm going to go and see if I can find a better one this. Because I don't like that there's no sort of, you know, number one, number two, number three. There seems to be no system or order to this. So I'm going to... Telegraph's a joke. I'm yeah, so, fuck I'm, you, I'm the Telegraph. <laughs> All right, here we go. Time. Let's go to fucking uh, Time Magazine. That's a more reputable fucking. Uh, yeah, I mean they made Adolf Hitler Man of the Year. Right, exactly. That's a you can <laughs> exactly. Trust. This is this is people who's number one Hitler. Hang on, wait. <laughs> what the fuck? Number two, baby Goodles. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> baby Hitler. <laughs> number three, Hitler with a dog. <laughs> number four, Hitler with Justin Bieber, and then Hitler. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. From uh, Time Magazine. Now, we're going back a bit. October 6, 2015. We've only lost a few months here. Uh, since Instagram launched five years ago. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in honor of the app's first birthday, here are the fo- five most liked Instagrams ever. Okay. Here we go. Uh, number one, May 25, 2015. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashian star and model Kendall Jenner's elaborate heart-shaped hairdo. So essentially, she's laying on the ground, and they've shaped her hair like it's out, and then they've shaped it in a love hearts okay. around. So okay. that one yeah, uh, that's, that's had the number one. How many likes do you think that's had? Kendall Jenner laying are on the floor with the, her head in love hearts. Are we in millions or hundreds of thousands? millions likes? Millions of likes. Millions of people have looked at a woman laying on the floor with her hair in heart shapes and gone, "I like that." Sixteen million. Not that many million. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Two. Uh, 3.6 million likes oh. uh, for that photo. 168.9 uh, thousand comments. So I'd love to wow. really read through each and every one of those. I'm sure that's a real contribution to humanity. Number two, September 4, 2015. Taylor Swift showing off flowers that rapper and Kardashian by marriage Kanye West sent her after she presented him with the Video Vanguard Award at the 2015 MTV Video Music Awards. How many likes do you think that uh, uh, a little Instagram of uh, Taylor Swift... 2.3. 2.6 million likes, 53,000 comments. Uh, in a third place, Taylor Swift again, vacationing with her boyfriend at the time, the DJ Calvin Harris. In fourth place, Kim Kardashian... Marrying Kanye West. Fuck, this is you li- may starting to be getting an indication of why I don't like it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> from this list. Uh, five, July 23, 2015. Not Kim Kardashian, not Kanye West, not Kendall Jenner, and not Taylor this Swift. This is like, to go to our other podcast for a second, this is like the fucking compromise draft. And Taylor Swift is GWS. It's like, I know. This is like Nathan Buckley's top five list <laughs> from our other podcast. What are the top five Instagrams of all time, Bucks? Here are my top five. Uh, July 23, 2015. Another Kardashian family member gets in on the act. Kylie Jenner uh, graduating from high school. So oh. a picture of her graduating from high school. This is amazing. This is so fascinating. Uh, and uh, 2010, the first Instagram taking eyes. Okay, so the first one by the founder. 
with the 50,000 likes. So after that, we got Justin Bieber, One Direction, Kim and Kanye getting married. There you go. We've got to fucking move with the times, I man. I mean, come on. Like... The Who, fact that boys, this- Donald Trump going to be president. <laughs> Why do you fucking yeah. think? Seriously. These are our new royals. Yeah. Like these are the people that our society sort of worships or like, I mean, in the same way as the royal family were in like countries that had the royal family, yeah, you gossip well, about their babies or, or, or the their sa- opinions. Is, is it the same as like, you know, like rock stars and, and stuff of the eighties. I don't limited think it channels, is. Like Michael Jackson and. Madonna. I mean, they would have... Ex- yeah, but, yeah, but Michael Jackson and Madonna. I mean, Kanye. Okay, Kanye produces stuff. And by the way, this isn't too... Like, Kim Kardashian, good luck to her. Do you know what I, I mean? Hang on. So like, you're not talking about the reach. You're talking about the quality of the people being worshipped. I think worshipped. so. Yeah. Okay, I think that we've got to that point where, like, yeah. the standards we demand for people who become super famous have yeah. got a lot lower than they used to be. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kim Kardashian is everything about this age. She's famous for being famous, which yeah. is the thing we've talked about forever. Is right. like pop will eat itself. It's Andy Warhol. In the future, everyone will get fifteen minutes. But what he didn't get was no, 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 no. In the future, someone who represents anyone. I mean, they're everything now. Mm. Like she, she makes most of her money from fucking emojis. They have a Kim Kardashian emoji, and she's made millions of dollars. Mm. Where's our fucking Tofop emoji? Where's our fucking yeah, sweet? See, <laughs> why cannot we? Be, why can't we be the Kim and Kanye of podcasting? Uh, because we can. This is the thing, but we have to embrace a bit of that, right? I mean, that's do you the, think this thing where we never accept money or finance from anybody is holding us and back? We're terrible at self promotion, <laughs> and, and we have a limited understanding of new media. Like, I, I mean, shut up! I sometimes retweet compliments about the podcast. <laughs> like, what do you think? Is that not an extensive social media strategy? Yeah, I think that. The, look, yeah, I think. They're not the only ones. There's lots of products. There's lots of apps. There's there's lots of stuff being pushed in social media or in new media now that is of average quality, but it is it is marketed well. I mean, Beats by Dre, like apparently they're terribly made, overpriced headphones. Like nearly anyone you speak to who works in retail says that you know there's much better brands that are only half the name, but it's the name. Yeah, you know what though? I will say this about Beats by Dre uh, is that and this podcast brought, proudly brought to you by Beats by Dre. Uh, Gay Beats by Joe. Our new app. <laughs> Gay Beats by Joe. Gay Beats by Joe. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is for what they are, with what they've done a really good job with. You know what Beats by Dre are? They're the Nespresso machine of headphones. Yes. They're that The Esky of uh, uh, coolers. Right. I have that. But also they have that sort of thing where they're the affordable luxury. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can get a pair of Beats by Dre that give you a pretty good headphone experience and look really cool yeah. for two, three hundred dollars. You can go into a, like a really good audio shop and buy a six hundred, seven hundred dollar pair of headphones and they'll be heaps better. Mm. But Beats by Dre are enough. They're yeah. cool, they're good, and for most people, they will be enough. And if you wrap that up in marketing, if you can be marketing. like Nespresso isn't the best coffee. You can mm. go down to your cafe and get a better coffee or you can buy a proper coffee machine at home and learn how to make proper coffee. But for an affordable price, you can get a taste of luxury and that's the fucking... Vans have been hurting my feet for decades. Terrible foot support. Very painful. Probably good for riding a skateboard. But they're really cool, and so I've owned like a pair of vans like every every year. Oh, sorry, man. I thought the vans you drove slowly by school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those they, ones as well. I'm they back over you when you're <laughs> putting your creepy sticker, baby board, baby on board stickers. <laughs> Proudly, <laughs> world's worst pedophile. <laughs> There's an Instagram account. Just a creepy guy in a trench coat, and then like nine of those baby. My anyway, this is too much. I've gone too far. Anyway, um, uh, so. I think there is that great value in being in that world where you provide some 
something to people that they enjoy and mm. that they can access easily, but give them a little taste of quality as well. Yeah. So how do we get that? How do we get George Clooney to do an do ad th- for Topher? Do you think? But do you think it's like there has not always in society in terms? Let's just talk about entertainment sake, for sure. instance. There's always been uh, entertainment for the masses. Like there's always been like apparently Shakespeare in its time was considered you know very crowd pleasing, right. lowbrow, fair, right? But there's always going to be a market for that. We just have an increasing access to that market now because of social media. Like, I don't think that we've lowered our standards. I just think more people have been able to gain access. Or maybe to a, okay. a bit of both. Here's, a, here's another one. Beats by Dre are friends. It's not Seinfeld. You can go and get yourself a Seinfeld or something, you know, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm or like an Arrested Development. Yeah. But you know what? Friends. Yeah. Just, you know. Friends is good enough for a lot of people. Yeah. It's still a solidly, it isn't shitty. It isn't going to fall apart. If you sit down and watch an episode of Friends, it's well constructed. It's put together, yeah. you know, like in a way that you're like, oh yeah, I'll laugh a bit. And it's like, yeah. you know, somebody's made an effort. Yeah. Why can't we be that? <laughs> That's going to be my question through this. It's like, <laughs> why can't we be that? I don't, no, I don't know. I mean, like, podcasting. Let's talk about right. podcasting, right? Because... When uh, the Earbuds uh, podcasting documentary is going to come out this year? Well, I'm sorry. Hang on. Firstly, okay. before we get into that, the first thing I'd say about why we can't be that okay. is I don't think you can sum up what we do in a photograph. Like, I think we are an acquired taste. <sighs> I think that we don't... There Boo! Like, when, Boo, acquired taste! If you had to sell... All right, you, yeah, had to, you had to pitch Tofop. Yeah. The show or the sure. umbrella organization, yeah. if you had to pitch it in a sentence, a yeah. sexy sentence, yeah. what would that sexy sentence be? It's it's nothing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Here's $10 million. <laughs> Good day, sir. Nothing for everybody. Well, you know, so like the something for is there something? Yeah. I don't think there is something for everybody. <laughs> I think in every in every Tofop podcast, there will be a point where even our most ardent listeners go, "Fuck these guys." <laughs> <laughs> Off topic completely. Okay. I uh, went for my first swim of the new season. It's starting to get warm in Sydney now. Uh-huh. And uh, witnessed a rescue. I witnessed Australia's uh, lifesavers in action yesterday. An actual lifesaver? An actual lifesaver. Okay, talk us through it then. So um, uh, I went down. So where I live, there's a little, I guess you'd call it like a, an inlet, but they've built concrete around the side. So it's like a, it's like a seawater pool, essentially. Okay. Uh, now tell me, talk us through it. Yeah. You leave home what time? Uh, what time so of the day is it? Four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, all right. Low okay. tide, the tide's going out. All right, and uh, when you go down to the beach, um, do you, you walk down, right? Because yes. it's yeah. close I to the house. took the dog down. Oh, so, okay, so you took Junior down? Yeah, I took Junior down. He okay. needed his afternoon walk, so I thought I'll just, I'll kill two birds with one stone. And, and, he, and is he fine when you're in the water? No. Okay. It's very, <laughs> <laughs> gets very anxious. Like, he searches the horizon <laughs> as if, like, as if a giant dog bone is going to arrive on tall ship. Like that's how he, that's how intently he scans the horizon. Uh, uh, so I, cause you can't take him down to the actual area where people are lying on right. their towels. No stuff. dogs on that boat. No dog. Well, it's not so a beach. Where so where is he then? What would so, the inlet? So yeah, so it's a little, so, the so concrete. You, imagine, you can't take him down to the concrete. Imagine a concrete U shape, like a, a horseshoe of concrete. Right. So that's uh-huh. where, that's where I go down. So I go down on one of the sides of the horseshoe 
so I can tie him up at the steps overlooking the concrete. So he can okay. see where I'm going. Right. I'll normally leave my towel and stuff with him and then I'll go down. I'm, look, so he by can the way, them, I'm not I'm not like, you know, at the at the time I'm not like this conscious of my dog where I'm maintaining eye contact with him <laughs> all the way down to the water. I tie him down and I go do go for yeah. a swim or whatever. You're leaving me I'm your not, towel and your phone. Yeah. And say, so look, mate. Yeah. Make some calls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you to like I don't have unlimited bandwidth on this, so you know, no videos. You can play a few online games. <laughs> okay. So he gets um, into the Spotify. Do you Big wear clothes of, uh, down at the beach? Uh, yes, I wear it like so. I'll get into my swimming gear, which uh -huh. are my shorts, my t-shirt, my thongs, and I put on a hat because it's you know Australia has a very high rate of skin cancer, and we yep. all need to slip, slop, slap. Okay. Slap on a hat. Do we need to yep. explain what slip, slop, slap? You need is to slip to on a shirt. Phone? Slap, slap on, on some sunscreen. sunscreen and oh no, slip, slip, slop, slop on, slop some, on sunscreen. some sunscreen. Slap on your hat. Yeah, yeah exactly. You slip on slip. a banana peel. Yeah. Slop on some food <laughs> and, and then slap, slap someone who gives you attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's we. No, no, this is a this is like a skincare message. <laughs> no, no, I understand. So you want us to create a campaign for you in which yep. people assault people who annoy them, mate. So I slipped on some slop at a restaurant <laughs> and then I slapped a guy. I, I saw the ads. <laughs> <laughs> the most disastrous public health campaign in history. Mate, well, no, it wasn't. It was actually second behind uh, flip flop fat. <laughs> Which wanking was... your thongs. The, the notorious wanking your thongs campaign. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it was funded by John Singleton. So tell me, uh, so you so you wear your t-shirt down there. So you leave your t-shirt and your towel with Junior probably, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and my phone and my sunglasses, which is always... Oh. This is always the great thing is like... Oh, hang on. So, but where are you leaving your phone and your sunnies? Do you wrap them in your t-shirt? Yeah. Because okay. if someone's looking, they're not going to look inside my bloody t-shirt. <laughs> They'll just go by. Yeah. Go, I know I'm a professional If thief. I'd worn shoes, Will, I would have bamboozled them by putting it in my shoe, <laughs> perhaps even putting my sock over it. Because I tell you what, thieves, they're easily deterred. Well, that's what I was thinking about with your thongs. I was like, you can't slip it in your shoe. No. So what's he going to do? Wrapped so you wrap it, it up. You wrap and it you up know what? As I wrapped it in my T-shirt, I also yeah. made a mental note. Don't just rip your T-shirt up to put it back on. Remember, there's a fucking phone in there. And do you choose your T-shirt based on like whether people would steal it either? Because it was a really no. cool T-shirt. What you're really doing is, I, I, I is you're wrapping up the things they want to steal in another thing they want to steal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm basically like leveling up for It's them. entrapment. Yeah. You're going, I've oh, upselled it. I'll get this for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't wear good t-shirts. You guys want a t-shirt as well? I don't wear good t-shirts to the beach. The okay. beach, I don't understand people who wear good clothes to either the gym or to the beach because both areas, it's sweat, there's a lot of fucking salt, like it's going to get destroyed. So I Right, don't... but aren't those places also places where people like to show off their body and what they look like yeah, and their fashion and those sort of things? Well, so, it's weird at the like, gym, you know. yeah. I think there's a certain kind of gym, uh, uh, gym client who likes to get really dressed up and then there's the other end of the uh, the guys who literally come off a work site or something and they're just wearing you know paint stained boots they don't they don't give a fuck i probably fall somewhere in between the two i like to wear shitty clothes that are appropriate for exercising in if that makes uh, sense. do things tra uh, transition into being exercise clothes like so for yes. example is something like a going out t-shirt but then eventually just becomes a gym t-shirt. Yeah. Is that like the progression through your world? Yes. Generally, if it's sleeveless at one stage, 
it will have some gym time. So your t-shirts are kind of like the the whatever they are in Westworld. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Spoilers, <laughs> but like they can be assigned to different roles. Yes, you, you can start out working in the brothel, but eventually you might just be someone well, the, in the bar the, scene or whatever. The evolution of a t-shirt's role in my life is you start off as obviously you know outdoor wear. Yep. Uh, and then you have... And indoor. Or, 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 well, no, no. Okay. I'd say you start as outdoor wear, and then at some stage you shift into indoor wear, and then then comes sort of like the penultimate moment, which is, are you bed clothing? By the way, I just need to point out uh, that we do not have sound effects. Somebody working a soundboard <laughs> oh, yeah. on the show now. We're not a wacky morning show all of a sudden. Yeah, suddenly, this guy's got a soundboard. Are they doing little squeaks in the background? No, yeah. the dogs have decided to bring Winnie in their Ramona. squeaky banana. Yeah. And uh, speaking of dogs needing attention. So <laughs> the girls left the house and the dogs are like, all right, we're going out the back. Yeah, they brought the squeaky banana out to us. Yeah, had absolutely no interest. In, like, <laughs> you, you know what your podcast needs? A second banana. Well, a first banana in this case, I guess. Uh yeah, so I, uh, I I don't wear good quality okay. clothes because to me, like once it's sort of got past the, the wearing out se- uh, section, it either becomes a t-shirt you throw on when you're going to be working from home one day, yep. or it's something you'll sleep in. And then the final, like the retirement plan for my clothes is, can I exercise in you? Because I because I, I I'm going to sweat. Right. Yeah. Alive. So you won't go exercise then sleep. No. Yeah, so something will go from being pajamas. No, because you don't want to take a sweaty, crusty t-shirt you've been wearing in the gym to bed. Right, but you'd never actually wear your pajamas to the gym, right? I don't have pajamas. No, but my point (laughs) being that that's the t-shirt you've now substituted for pajamas. Yet Mm. if somebody rocked up to the gym in their pajamas, you would think they were weird, right? Yeah, 100%. Interesting. Okay. And so... No, I, I, I'm still I'm a bit more interested in the cycle of your T-shirts. I really am. Because I wear a lot of T-shirts too. And yeah. I kind of have a cycle for mine as well. So I find it interesting. Which is, here's what I do a lot of. Is I wear clothes now to bed that I can also wear out in public. Because I found that a lot of the time, because I get up earlier uh, in the morning. And so I will come out the back to my office and I'll start working in whatever I was wearing. I don't want to have to be rifling yeah. around cupboards and waking people up and blah, blah, blah to get other clothes. So I almost go to bed in something that I can wake up and then, I understand that. And then wear. And then often I'll find that I'm out here in the office until two, three, whatever in the afternoon. And I'll go out and run an errand and realize, Oh, I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. Jim and I are having a, a, a debate at the moment about a pair of thongs that I bought. Oh yeah. Okay. That, I really like, like it was an, uh, a last minute purchase. I was at a, in Byron for a wedding and, uh-huh. and you needed some thongs. I needed, not, not for the wedding, but <laughs> yeah, for, the day, for the day after, because we were going to go to the beach. Uh, you've, you're actually too formal for this wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a very informal <laughs> wedding. You're literally not informal enough. Uh, and so I went to the local corner store and there was a cheap pair of the classic Aussie black and white. So white top panel, black, everything else. Thongs. I mean, I'm always interested in who's buying those songs. And now we're getting an answer to this yeah. question because you can get like a really decent pair of Havianas for what? What is a pair of Havianas? I think about 20 days? bucks. 20 bucks. Maybe a bit more. For yeah. a pretty good pair of thongs. Though, yeah. Like, you know. And yeah. so I always do wonder people who are going, nah, fuck that shit. Well, so this is a limited option. So uh-huh. I bought this on six bucks, you know, wrapped in plastic, hanging out pretty much a service station. 
I also I love that and they're having business meetings someone's come in the young gun executive at the thong company yeah. uh, or flip flop company for international yeah. listeners has come in and he's like you know what we need to be the next Haviana we need to attack the market we need to go for that and then somebody else in the office goes hey Kevin we have a strategy here which yeah. is limited availability <laughs> we put ourselves in places where there are rare other options and we've done very well with that strategy for years but mate these fucking thongs and this is going to sound ridiculous, but they are the most comfortable thongs. Oh, they are? So comfortable. Like, well, maybe, you know, they should always, be, maybe they should be having a crack at Aviana's title. I reckon they should. There, there's always a, a point when you put on a thong. And for our American audiences, ha, 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 yeah, thong yeah. is what you call underwear. In yeah. Australia, where we bloody love the thong, we worship it. It's the not called a flip-flop. It's called a fucking thong. Do you think that thong is a better name than flip-flop? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure if we weren't what? starting again, we wouldn't Are we going to name everything by the sound it fucking makes? Because that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, do other things make a sound? What other things? You don't Zipper? call your car a vroom vroom. It's a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to name everything by the sound it makes. <laughs> I think maybe we should. I mean, we get confused when we're eating different crunches. <laughs> And you wouldn't want to get the wrong squelch. You know what I mean? All right. You're winning me over. Splat. Splat. But, so these thongs, yeah, I love them. And, you know, look, how is a thong, one rubber thong different from another? It looks just like, it doesn't have the Haviana symbol. That's what if we called them slip slaps? No. So it doesn't work at all. Okay. Maybe kathak kathak. <laughs> you can call them kathak kathaks. If we're going to call them flip-flops, mine go kathak kathak. <laughs> That'd be great if next time somebody said, oh, like in America, you're in America and somebody's like, oh, flip-flops. Or you call them something different in Australia. You're like, yeah, yeah, kathak kathak. <laughs> no, kathak kathak. Kathak kathak. Kathak, it hits your heel and then hits the wall and then hits the ground. Kathak kathak. Like oh, that. sorry. I was like, kathak kathak. <laughs> you, you got a lisp? So you got a speech impediment kathak, saying kathak. Kathak, tkathak, kathak. Um, what are they called again? Tkathak, kathak, 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 kathak. Yeah, not thakak, thakak. Is there a second kak? Is there a second k? No, kathak. No, it's not kathak. It's not kathak, thak, or or kathak. Yeah, it's kathak. All right. Yeah. What about kkk thak? They come in all white. Do you remember when all white thongs were the in thing in Sydney? When yeah, you and I first I had moved a pair here, of all white thongs. So did I. Sure. I had a couple of pairs. Yeah, that's when Havianas became like sort of mainstream, right? Yeah, we it felt were like early yeah, no, We were, and we were we at the were forefront. There, <laughs> I know a lot of young people talk about it, but we were fucking there in the glory days of Haviana when they established. But that was a big moment okay. in Australia because yeah, it they, went they from became that, it went from that thing of going this is bogans. thongs, yeah, like you know flip flops, like that's what people wear. To this idea of it being like a, a fashion brand of some sort, some kind. Yeah. But also the fact that there was now a premier... Pro- it was like that well, was the apple of let's, thongs. Let's, let's, let's contextualise. It took off in Sydney massively. Did that? Is that right? Yeah. People were... I mean, I don't think that you were seeing that in Melbourne because it's very much... But yeah, but in Brisbane and Perth oh, and like yeah. Darwin well, no, and I'm stuff, talking that's but, classic but the, thong but, weather. But the idea of dressing... Because what happened when Havianas took off is people yeah. were dressing up thongs. So yeah. you could go out in a cool pair of jeans, a cool shirt, and a pair of white thongs. I hosted like 216 episodes of a television show on a national broadcast <laughs> that wearing a pair of Havianas. Like that... No endorsement. 
No endorsement. Well, I couldn't. ABC, mate. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Paid for every pair. <laughs> 20, <laughs> 20 bucks every six months. Dollars. Not back then, mate. You get a good pair for 14 So my then. argument with Jem is that these thongs, to me, do not look any different in terms of design of Javianas. The only thing right. they, they don't have is that Brazil badge on, the, okay. on one of yeah, the straps. Sure. And they are so comfy, but... She, uh, I came home the other day and she was there and I was wearing the thongs and she was like, you didn't, where did you just go? And I said, I was at work. And she's like, you didn't wear those to work, did you? And I'm like, they're fine. She's like, they are not good thongs. Oh, as in like, you could wear your Havianas to work, but you might not be able to wear these like thongs yeah. to work? Yeah. That oh, somehow they're not going mine, out thongs. Yeah. But I don't. But you don't see the I difference? D- no. And I disagree. Charlie's <laughs> rocking his Kevianas. <laughs> the Australian Haviana company. You know what? I think the brand, if. Because they have a big print on the on the sole. Yeah, I think. It's oh, okay. The, See that already. That's no, not on, not on the top, on the bottom. What's the bottom of a foot called? Yeah, the, the sole? sole. Yeah, so the the tread. Yeah, so on the tread. Aloha. Yeah. In big letters. That's, hey! that's your problem. But no one is seeing the no, bottom no, no, no. of my that's tread. That's your problem. Why? It's like how a dress shirt isn't a dress shirt if it's got like a big word on it. It's, it's on the, the same bottom. Thing. Nah, doesn't and it's, matter. And it's written doesn't into matter. the tread. If you flip them off into the tread. Oh, mate, oh, come on. fuck off. Nah, I'm on Jem's side. No, 100%. you're not. Can't wear those out in public. But no one is seeing. Down at the beach. It's not like I'm Junior going to put my feet up. Sure. Leave them with Junior. I'm fine with How that. How are Havianas any more acceptable? Because they don't say Haviana in big fucking letters on the bottom of them. It says That's Aloha, the which could just be a friendly message don't to care. other people. It says Aloha on the front of my fucking house, mate. Whatever. Mate, Havianas ran a campaign where they would let you go into store where you could paint any fucking message you wanted. Yeah. On the you thong. painted your own message, not Aloha. Well, what if someone had written Aloha? I mean, but this is it. This is what fashion is, Charlie. People making these stupid arbitrary, arbitrary decisions. decisions about what is acceptable. <laughs> That's what I felt has happened. Yeah. Because I, no, I, either that or I've slipped into that age now where I don't understand. Like, music doesn't make sense to me Mate. and I don't understand fashion. You, If you have Aloha written on the bottom of your thongs, you are a step or two away from Ed Hardy. It is a slippery slope. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna have. You to... say this talking to me as I'm wearing uh, my Justin your girlfriend's. Uh, well, no, oh, is it it's yours. Mine. Oh, is this so yours? The 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 <laughs> the jumper that you are wearing has a picture of Justin Trudeau, the yeah. Canadian Prime Minister, shirtless, and he is surrounded by. Yeah, it's a kind of spoof of the uh, the Putin poster of Putin riding the horse shirtless. It's yeah. Justin Trudeau shortless. He's on the back of a moose. Geese? Yeah, yeah, surrounded by geese. Riding a moose. Riding a moose. Surrounded by geese. And it is one of those tops that I it got. It sounds like a vocal warm-up. Justin Trudeau riding a moose surrounded by, by geese. geese. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Trudeau. Riding Justin a moose. Trudeau riding surrounded a by moose. Geese. Surrounded by geese. <laughs> uh, so uh, what uh, during my television program, uh, we had a running segment called What Would Justin Do? Uh, every year we do this thing. We did one back in the day called What Would Putin Do? So it's just like a way to get out of a segment, really. But every week we examine the thing we were talking about through the prism of what would Putin do in this situation or what would Kim Jong-il, I think it was, that we did originally, would do in that situation. Last year, our person was Donald Trump. What would Donald do? Uh, turns out, terrible, terrible <laughs> things. Yeah. It used to be fun and funny. So this year as a palate cleanser, we thought we would focus on uh, Canadian prime ministerial super hunk and, you know, progressive... Like you, know, you think boy. it's like he was built in a lefty laboratory. Oh, yeah, right. It's like they took a little bit of JFK, you know, swiped some like civil rights leaders. He's a feminist. They just put mixed all in a big tub and he was just like Westworld style. Mate, he was brought out on a giant ring. 
if we could get Luke, Be- if we could get Luke Beveridge and Justin Trudeau to fuck and make babies, <laughs> they would be my ultimate human being. So uh, they gave me as my present at, from the crew at the end of it this uh, like uh, t- this top, and it's not really something that I could ever wear. So I put it in the cupboard, and then I came home one day. Because I told Amy about it, but then I came home one day and she'd been rifling through and she'd found it and it looks great on her mm. and it looks pretty good on you. I put a photo up on my Instagram, my rarely used Instagram that I'm back on for yeah. a little while until I get bored. So again. what's all that about? Why are you giving it a push again? I'm not really giving it a push. I'm back on doing it. Right. I've been on it for a long time and I just have never got into it. I just, I'm not really good at taking photos and I don't see the world in a visual way. But I'm about to do this big tour of America and I'm going to like, you know, Alaska and I'm going to go to Bermuda to do some shows in January. All this kind of, yeah, weird and interesting See you places. Later, mate. You know what happens to go to people who go to Bermuda? The Triangle Man. Yeah. Yeah. Are you scared about that? No, that's why I'm going. Okay. To find the fucking maze. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone tell I've been watching a heap of Westworld? Now the news, uh, Australian comedian Will Anderson beheaded a woman and looked inside her scalp, claiming he could find a maze. <laughs> Uh, speaking of um, music, I did want to actually mention, I can't remember if I ever talked about this on the podcast, but I thought considering that Leonard Cohen uh, passed away in the last week, I might, I, I, I'm sure I've told you this story, if not the listeners, but um, I, one of the greatest concert experiences I ha- ever had in my life was uh, being lucky enough to go and see Leonard Cohen a few years ago. And it all happened. Um, well, firstly, the tour wasn't even meant to happen. But his manager ripped off all his money. So Leonard had to go back out on the road again. He wasn't going to tour again. So firstly, I'd just like to give a big shout out that to his corrupt manager for making it possible. Because without that, I never would have got to see Leonard Cohen. So mate, steal on. I hope you're enjoying your house in the Bahamas or wherever the fuck you live now. He's probably in juvie. I don't know. But so <laughs> I was meant to be going to see uh, Leonard Cohen uh, at one of those... You know, they have those like in the park or what do they call it? A day on the green or, yeah. So at a vineyard, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Generally jazz festivals and stuff happen like that. Right. So they were going to do Leonard Cohen up in the Hunter there's Valley. No sniff. There's no sniffer dogs. There's not like 40,000 people lining up for the one toilet. Oh. There's not like a particular tent you can go to and you give the guy a wink and a smile. And I mean, I think they still have sniffer dogs, but they're just sniffing the wine. They're mostly sommeliers. <laughs> Like, good year, good year, good boy. <laughs> so um, I was meant to be going to this, but then my manager, Diony, uh, unfortunately her, her mother, who had you know, raised her and she, she loved very, very much, they were very close, um, uh, got really sick really quickly. And so her and her now husband uh, decided that they would get married while her mum could still be there to see it. And it happened to be on the day that I had booked these tickets to go and see Leonard Cohen, you know, in the Hunter Valley. So I couldn't go. So I, I, you know, obviously went to my manager's, you know, wedding and those sort of things. But I was disappointed. I would have loved to go. He was doing another show at the Entertainment Centre in Sydney, which they've now knocked down. But um, he was doing an extra show there, but it was completely sold out. There was no tickets left. Anyway, Diony, in the middle of like, you know, dealing with her, you know, mother being very ill and having to get married and do all these things at short notice, also 
rings up the entertainment center on my behalf and says, look, just if any tickets come up for any reason, can you just let us know? We're happy to buy them, whatever, but just, you know, just let us know if any come up, which she did not have to do. I was just resigned to the fact that I wasn't going to get to see Leonard Cohen. So a couple of days beforehand, um, Johnny's rung me up and gone, oh, we got you some tickets. They had a couple of competition winners pull out. Uh, there's two tickets spare left over. You can just, you know, buy those tickets, you know, and they're happy to sell them to you for regular price and whatever. And it should have been the moment when he said competition winners that I was clued in, but I just didn't really get that bit of it. Like I just heard, oh, great, we've got tickets. So we go along and I pick up the tickets and it's pretty obvious that we're sitting in the front row. Like there's wow. 10,000 people there or whatever, but we are in the front row. But not only are we in the front row, Charlie, we are literally the two seats front and center at the gig. Like the best seats in the entire house for this show, right? Because they were the competition winner's seats that we've ended up filling. So they're the most brilliant seats in the entire house. And for months, I mean, it was one of the greatest, I've been lucky enough to travel around the world and say heaps of great music. You know, it's a passion of mine, but easily top five shows I've ever seen in my entire life. The whole thing was just magnificent brilliant what a genius artist and he will be greatly missed but my favorite thing about it was for about three months afterwards i would just have random strangers come up to me in the street mm. and go hey do you enjoy leonard cohen and I, th I would think that was a bit weird and i would just like i would tell them yeah yeah i really enjoyed it and then eventually like i just stopped one of them and said how do you know that i was at leonard cohen <laughs> and they're like oh there was a camera for us sitting up the back so that we could see what's going on. And at every three seconds, they would do a sweep shot of the front row and you'd just be sitting there and we were all just going, look at him. <laughs> so, yeah. We recognise that guy. Yeah, we know that guy. Adam Hills. Yeah. <laughs> How did Adam Hills get these good seats? <laughs> Can't believe Adam Hills won that competition. Uh, where, where are you travelling to next? So... Cleveland for the rest of the weekend, and then um, then I'm off to I'm doing now. Give me some, give me some Cleveland facts. Okay. Um, well, I've seen a real uh, transformation in this city since I've been coming here. Because when I first came to Cleveland, there was a real depression over the whole you know, city, um, and then LeBron decided to come back to Cleveland. You know, the big famous. I'm going to come back and bring yeah. a championship to yeah. to Cleveland and. I remember coming back where he, when he'd come back and people there was just a real buzz that LeBron had come back. It had really kind of affected the city just that he'd come back. And then they had that season where they almost won, but they didn't win. But they were still pretty positive about that, I think. And then he delivered them the championship they've won it for all those years. Um, and now the city has a real buzz and vibe about it. In fact, to be honest, they're now at the point where LeBron told them all to vote for Hillary and they didn't because they were like, fuck you, LeBron. Like two years ago, they would have done anything LeBron asked, but now they're a little cocky about the success. They're, Yesterday's news. Their team, the Indians, uh, so there's obviously a, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot of a controversy about the fact that they're still called the Indians. They just almost won the, the World Series and their football team, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, uh, are 0-12 this season, so... Still going terribly, their football team. But the city... Of Changing their name to the Cleveland Steamers. Right. So, the... <laughs> I mean, now... I mean, even the Cle Cleveland Browns... Uh, yeah, okay, go on, please. <laughs> well, I believe a Cleveland Steamer is when someone drops trowel <laughs> and lays a turd across your chest uh -huh. 
And do you, is that your understanding? Do of you it? think that that started in Cleveland? <laughs> what, as to sort of raise uh, publicity or something? <laughs> well, maybe it's a way of supporting the Browns. If you're a really big Browns fan, that's how you showed it. Mike Cal, can you just do a quick search on the history of the term Cleveland Steamer, please? Yeah, origin. That would be that would be yeah. Cleveland Steamer origin. Because story. that's what that that's what we should. That's a good use of uh, the money we're paying our producer. <laughs> So when we have to declare this as a hobby for tax purposes, I'll say, look, this is what the money was spent on. Um, so it's a pretty cool city, though. I will say that. It's like um, I'm here with a, a, a guy who's done my other podcast, Fofop, Ramon Rivas. Uh, he's working with me and um, he's a local. And th- that man, like when it comes to like searching out good food, he is like Liam Neeson when his daughter's gone missing. He like as soon as you say to him, "Hey, should we eat or should we go and get some food?" He just clicks into this like trance-like state and then just navigates you through the city to where the best food is. I've had so much good food since I've been here; it's been great. City, city proud. Yeah. What is the? Is there like a? Is there like a Cleveland dish? Like a cheesesteak or something like that? Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. What are they famous for? I'm not sure what the the Cleveland. You know, the kind of most... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's steamed greens, so you can order a bowl of Cleveland steamers. Yeah, imagine if there was a shop called Cleveland Steamers, and it's just all... It's a dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, if you own, Where do you get if you own your, a dry uh, cleaning place... Like Cleveland Steamers. If you, if you live in Cleveland, and you own a dry cleaner, and you don't call it Cleveland Steamers... Oh, you'll love this today. I went past a place called In- Insomnia Cookies uh, and they deliver warm cookies to your house until 3 a.m. That's amazing. Right? Have you had it done yet? No. I mean, I went in because I was just near it. So I went in and got some warm cookies. But... but here's the thing, Will. You can take a normal cookie, put it in the microwave. It's a warm cookie. <laughs> I don't have a microwave in this hotel room, Charlie. So. Oh, yeah. That's right. You've only got those handcuffs hanging from the top of your bed. <laughs> if you want to see my sweet warm cookie, click through this link now. <laughs> I think Mike. Mike, how? I don't know if Mike, how? Are you are you are you struggling? Have you just stopped listening? Yeah. Or are you are you struggling to find the origin the of Cleveland Steamer? Two clicks for yes. Oh, one looking for, for it. Okay, he's looking for it. That's okay. He's looking for it. I can't believe it's actually taking this long. I thought it'd be like number one. I thought uh, if you type. Cle- Hey, type Cleveland into Google and see where Steamer comes up. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. It might be one of those things where it's more than the fact that he's had to wade through a lot of... Undis- yeah, it's a deep hole. Yes, that's what I think would be the case. <laughs> I feel- well, you, you, I mean, if there's one thing we all know, Cleveland Steamers come from a deep a hole. A deep hole. Oh, my God. All right, let's both Google at the same time and see if that helps. I'm going to just do the Cleveland. I'm just going to Google Cleveland yeah. and see where Steamer comes up. On, the, on my list. Okay, so Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Cleveland, Wikipedia. Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Other... Food Cleveland S. Okay. Cleveland S. Yeah, well, I've got to say, searches related to Cleveland, it does not come up in the top whatever. So we got Cleveland MBA, Cleveland Points of Interest, Cleveland UK, Ooh. Cleveland Family Guy, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, Map. Cleveland versus Golden State, oh, the NBA final, Cleveland time, Cleveland zip code. Okay, let's go with Cleveland S. Cleveland State University. Ah, oh, so close. Cleveland scene, 
Cleveland State University jobs. Cleveland State Black Book. No, okay. What's well, not? Okay, let's go. No, still doesn't make it if I put ST. Let's go with eight. Cleveland <laughs> Steamer. Here we have it. Uh, just uh, beating out Cleveland Steakhouses and Cleveland Steel Container. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to miss those, mix those two up, right? The steakhouse and the steamer. All right, let's uh, go. Take me to your best Cleveland steamer. All right, firstly, uh, Cleveland steamer. Uh, all right, um, a sexual act by nature, fetish. The Cleveland steamer is when one person craps on another person's chest. Oh, and then, very important, Uh-oh. sits oh, sits down and rocks back and forth like a steamroller. <laughs> I didn't know there was that bit to it. Some and weirdly I feel bad about that. I feel bad that everyone had to hear that. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Mine felt was a more innocent more innocent time, but the uh, steamrolling act that's uh, that's horrible. Okay, firstly, okay, here we go. Um, I, I, because obviously, you know, fans of this podcast are known as teabaggers. Uh, this Urban Dictionary uh, click through has got my attention because it says Urban Dictionary Cleveland steamer with reverse teabag. <laughs> so the act isn't that the name of that new Harry Potter film, Fantastic Beasts and the Reverse Teabag? <laughs> Harry Potter and the Cleveland Steamer and Reverse Teabag. <laughs> Um, All right. The act of defecating on your partner's chest during sex and then dragging your testicles across their face as you dismount them in reverse (laughs) direction. (laughs) Come on, guys. That seems seems too much. Seems like an unnecessary uh, amount of detail. I feel... Now, you looked that up yourself. I get the feeling Mike Howell had that information but was attempting to... uh, Protect the listeners. That's correct, Charlie. Uh, yeah, look, there's there's a lot of images of of the <laughs> Cleveland steamer. Um, that I mean, I guess we. I mean, that's I what. Want, are you looking at pictures? Oh well, they were all kind of. Um, they weren't pictures. Picture, yeah, drawings. Exactly, illustrations. I guess yeah. is what I was like. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to put Cleveland steamer from Cleveland. I want to know, like, if there is an actual. Like, you know, Wiktionary. Let's have a look. Maybe maybe Cleveland were pioneered steamrollers. All right. Um, all right. Coprophilia. Oh. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I'm looking this up on a hotel's internet. And so... <laughs> Yeah. I may get a knock on the door at any stage, but... Okay. All right. <laughs> the Cleveland steamer is a colloquial term... For the for a form of coprophilia, where someone defecates on their partner's chest, the term received news attention through its use in a U.S. Congress staff hoax email and being addressed by the United States Federal Communications Commission. <laughs> That's kind of fun. What? All right, but there doesn't. I can't find anything about. There's no origin. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, here we go. What does Michael say? Date of the earliest known. Uh, at a station on the internet, February 3, 1995. So goes back to 1995 on the Usenet news group Alt Sex in response to the question, What is a steamer? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. 
So it's just one of those things that's just plucked from there. 95. What? I mean, what's that? 20 years. It's like, it's been around for 20 years. Yeah. So 95. Guns N' Roses are at the top of the charts. <laughs> it's the year 1995. I can actually think. 1995, who was at the top of the charts? It would have been like Pearl Jam. It's Pearl Jam. I remember seeing Pearl Jam in 95. Right. Um, hang on. I'm going to... All right, here we go. I've, I've, I've brought up the Billboard magazine top 100 songs of 1995. This will be a fun uh, way to finish this episode because we have to finish up soon because I've got a couple of shows tonight. But um, let's go top 10 and see, yeah. how, um, see how well you do. So from 10 downwards, these were the Billboard magazine top 100 songs of 1995. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so I don't starting at ten. Starting at ten, I don't know if you'll actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Okay, maybe you know what? Let's just start. I'm going to say at. Uh, oh Jesus, um, I, I reckon you won't. Re okay, let's <laughs> just do the top five. Let's do the top five. I reckon. Okay. Because I'm not sure. Okay, right. I'll, I'll count you down from ten, but we'll just guess from top five. Uh, at, yeah, count me down from ten. Yeah. Because that will help me guess yeah. the five. Uh, in number 10 place, This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Do you remember that song? This is how we do it. <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, I don't remember this song by Monica at number nine, Don't Take It Personal, Just One of Dem Days. Do you remember that? Don't know that song. No. Uh, in eighth place, uh, Madonna's song Take a Bow which just, I can't even remember that song. So that just, must have been a, no. that just must have been a period where Madonna could release anything and it would go to the top of the charts. Uh, seventh place, former fiancé of Jamie Packer, Mariah Carey, uh, with her song no. Fantasy. Uh, the Real McCoy uh, at number six with Another Night. Okay. What the fuck? Are they a country and western band? So, I will, okay, so I, will I will tell you this. I mean, this is the Billboard magazine. So this is America. I will say that this was a time where all okay, all the top five are African American, or at least uh, you know, a kind of I would say urban artists, R and B, kind of that sort of stuff. All right. So uh, uh, in fifth place, uh, they were a very very popular like uh, group at the time, a vocal group. Boys to men. Boys to men. <laughs> Boys to Men. Uh, Thank you. The song was on, um, on bended knee. I don't know if you ever remember that one, but don't know that song. No. Uh, in fourth place, a song that featured uh, in a Batman movie. I would, I will say that. Ah, uh, uh, Kiss from a Rose Seal. Fourth place, Kiss from a Rose Seal. Uh, second place and third place are the same vocal group. Oh. And. These are two still, you know, people would remember these songs. Um, okay. A vocal In third place. That isn't boys to me. The song has, um, I will say this, the song has the same title as a Radiohead song, if that gives you any clue. Uh, okay. Is it, are, are they female? Female, correct. Good instincts. Um, are they, is it TLC? It is indeed TLC. In uh, third place, Creep by TLC. And in second place, Waterfalls by TLC. Uh, in first place, Charlie. I don't want to give you two. 95. Biggest song of the year. <coughs> no, um, male or female? Male. Biggest song in 95. Oh. Man, what was I doing? I was listening to grunge. I don't know about R&B back then. I mean, uh, you'd, you'd know this one. It was from a movie. 
It was the it was a hit, okay. it was a hit song from from a, a movie of the year. Oh. It was definitely that. Is it a de- w- Will Smith? I mean, you're, no. you're in the right zone, but not quite. Ah, uh, not Will Smith. No. Who else did movie soundtrack songs? A solo artist? Uh, well, it's an it's actually a featuring, but people remember it as being this person's song, even though they're actually, you know, just it's it's a uh. featuring. Oh, shit, man. I don't know. This is tough. Is it Michael Jackson? No. Shit. Oh, yeah. There was a pa- there uh, was the a pa- there was a parody of it that was very, very popular. That's true. Fucking By we- Weird Al Yankovic, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, who else would it be? Like, hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, so, you uh, buy by me, eat it. I would uh, say. I, I don't know, man. Oh. Uh, Coolio, Gangster's Paradise, Charlie. Oh, Gangster's Paradise. All right. Uh, so that was the year, which brings me to this news. Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice, Salt and Pepper, and more unite for 27, 2017 Australian 90s tour. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah. Where the headliner has only one song. <laughs> Vanilla Ice tops a mammoth bill of pre-millennium faves. Uh, so this is your lineup. Uh, we've got Vanilla Ice, Salt and Pepper, Coolio, Color Me Bad, Tone Loke, and Young MC. I got to be honest with you, I would probably go to that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you could actually fit them all on the one bill, is because if they all play their hit songs, then you'll be out of there right. in like seventy minutes. Yeah, that's the. I mean, it's actually a really great festival in some ways. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's the, it's the equivalent of your guilty pleasure Spotify playlist, but live. Right. Yeah. Or uh, I used to think it would be a great idea to have a music festival called One Hit Wonders, and so you just had a stage at either end of the field, and so one band would come on and just play their one good song, <laughs> and then like you'd just look the other way, and the one band would play their one good song, and in the meantime, somebody else would come on to do their one good song. I think that would be a good lineup. Well, and. And occasionally you break it up with Weird Al Yankovic doing a parody of the song you just saw. <laughs> yeah, if you want to uh, support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash tofop. So you can donate any amount from a dollar up to, Will... Ten dollars. Well, no, it can go up to 20 at this stage. Okay, More 20. if you want. More if you want. The point being, there is, <laughs> there, there is no limit. There's no limit. Whatever you think the value of this podcast is, like, I guess, look... Let's break it down into simple mathematics. Ten cents per joke. If you oh. like this podcast, but and that's subjective. So yeah. you can say, well, there's five. Well, you have to, but there has to be at least ten good jokes for you to donate a dollar, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So just put ten cents per joke, and then work out what you're getting per episode, and then throw that to the Patreon page. Whatever you can afford is what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, really, we're trying to do at least next year. It's going to be twenty cents a joke. So <laughs> fucking get onto it now while we're. Because soon the market's going to crash. Trump's going to take over. Everything's going to go to shit. We're selling Tofop shares. Ten cents a joke. Get in now. Get in now before we Is it only going to go up? We're all going to need a lot of laughs yeah. in the next few years. This is your retirement Get in low. Plan. Sell high. Get, get, get in on yeah. Tofop now and retire happy in like 30 or 40 years from now. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, it, whatever, whatever, whatever you can give is, is awesome, and we and we we sort of endeavour to put rewards up. Um, you know, James is doing this great comic strip called Everyone Relax, which is based on conversations we've had on the show. Uh, we're doing more live shows next year. You'll get uh, early notice on when we're doing live shows. A um, bunch of other stuff coming up. So uh, uh, you help us, 
we'll help you pay for our mistakes. Uh, thank you very much, Charlie. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>